Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Uh, Steve does his happy dance. You need to know what that means. It is Wednesday night, 9 p.m. on the East Coast, 8 p.m. right here in the Central Time Zone, and 6 o'clock dinner time out there on the West Coast. We are SEC After Dark. We are presented by Dead Soxie. Dead Soxie is they do NIL socks as well as Bama socks, Tennessee socks, Georgia socks. And a variety of unique designs. So visit deadsoxy.com in our promo code. After dark. After dark. To get your 25% off on all of your sock orders. As always, stay soxy, boys. We got a great show tonight. LSU wins the College World Series. That make, that gives them two natties this year. Brian Kelly, you're up next. Uh, Father time. They are uh, they're head to Tuscaloosa, maybe. I don't know. And then, of course, you know, we always get off the rails, and it's still June, so we're really going to get off the rails. And a valiant return, the prodigal son himself, John, is back. And he has, hey, the, and he has one of my favorite avatars. It's Beavis. Boys, how are we doing tonight? Uh, doing great. Yeah. Doing great. John is the Glad great Cornholio. Back. Yeah. And John, I know, I know, but Tennessee made it to the College World Series. I, I can't exactly complain. All right. Well, you can always not complain. Like, you can not go like to any message top- board on Saturday and see that you complain. Well, it's not like they were the top team in the SEC, <laughs> and they still went to the World Series. So, uh, hey, Georgia has a College World Series title now. I mean, the mm. ring says LSU on it, but the, the, the new head coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, oh my oh, gosh, man. that gosh. that is so weak. That is so weak. <laughs> you uh, love that, don't you? Like, yeah. Oh, my I, I love God. it because our new head coach is the pitching coach to the team that just won and that just dominated on the mound. Won by yeah. hitting, by the way, too. They didn't win yeah, by pitching, yeah. other than Paul. Steams, I know. I, I'm, was... I know. I'm. I'm just trying to stretch it here. I'm just trying yeah. to get any any excuse to hype up our new head coach. Work with me here. Yeah, SEC's been stat for a while in baseball. It's like yeah, SEC it's... versus SEC national title game, national title series every year, it seems like. That's you know, three straight championships? What, Is that right? Four. Four. four, four, and, four straight. And, and they're a drop fly ball from like seven. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. But what I what I think we got robbed of is what how awesome would it have been if the defending champ had to crown the new champ over the last two years? I feel like we got robbed because last year Mississippi State would have to crown Ole Miss, oh, man. and this year Ole Miss would have to crown LSU. <laughs> oh man, uh, that oh. would be fun. And then who who would have crowned? Would it would have been Vandy that crowned Mississippi State? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good lord. And then, like, I mean, there's not State much of a rivalry there. Yeah. No, that yeah. battle the two worst teams in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we got a fan casting. 1923 is really good. Apparently, we have a fan. We're going to um, record our episode two reaction tonight. Um, of episode two, Nature's Empty Throne. 
And it, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to get interesting moving forward. So we're pretty fired up about that. Dang writer strike. They should have already been filming for season two, but it's been delayed. Yeah. Of course. But yeah. I've seen some of these shows without the writers there, and uh, it needs to be delayed till they have the right people there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah, we've all saw the first season of Breaking Bad, and then we saw the additional seasons of Breaking Bad. And that first season of Breaking Bad was not good. The yeah. first season of Breaking Bad was great, and that entire show was amazing. Yeah. Oh. If you if you made it through the first three episodes of Breaking Bad, at least, hats off to you because it it took every ounce of me to go. Okay, episode that's, four. That's luckily, like I was AMC snowed in. And did, luckily, I was snowed in and didn't have anywhere else to go. Yeah. So, AMC does that with all their shows. They like to start them off these like weird slow paces. I don't know what what it was about. I, that. I don't know. I mean, Lomar is pretty pretty good from the start. I've never seen that. Yeah, it was really good. I think Becky loves Longmire. Yeah, yeah, I've heard her talk about it before. Yeah, John said he gave up on Breaking Bad. Man, Jeb, you're in a boat of your own. I've never watched it, so I can't. I can't. I don't have to say so. John, maybe you should pick it back up. It's actually pretty good. I was gonna say that's at the top of the list of everybody's greatest shows ever made. Thing. I mean, it's not Sopranos level, but there's Chauncey. If you list, if you find any. List of greatest shows ever made. Breaking Bad's on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's we, a reason for it. I also had the best ending. I think any show ever had. That's going to force me to watch it past episode three. Hey, I don't know which one that is, but it looks like he has put an Alabama logo on his avatar <laughs> in the hat. Uh, I think it was there last week. Okay, it was. Yeah, yeah. So it's maybe just, it's, it's just more high def tonight. Uh, I Maybe I watch just, shows different because Game of Thrones had me from the beginning as well. I don't know. I think we're all just this honed in on that one tooth. On Chelsea, so, <laughs> you know. Maybe you should put the logo there on the one tooth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Uh, it, it probably fit. Jeb, I, I got ADHD, man. I, I, I can't. It, for some reason, I just could not. I just could not with, with Game of Thrones. I couldn't. Oh. Good TV's just wasted on some people, I swear. <laughs> Game of Thrones is really good. I mean, I'm gonna give it another shot because I was like, okay, what what I did see of it was good. It just I don't know. Which just... which one? John. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones? Oh god, the first five seasons of Game of Thrones are a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It does fall off in the end, but not the acting or the cinematography or any of that, but the, the writing falls House apart. of the House of the Dragon is pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed that one too. I ain't got any it yet. Uh, that's one I didn't go into thinking I was going to enjoy that much, and then just got sure. hooked. Loved it. John liked the gratuities. <laughs> well, Game of Thrones does do a good job of you know trying to attract everybody. Sorry, that's oxy. It's <laughs> <laughs> a penis, floppy penis, floppy penis. <laughs> Wait, can we edit that out? <laughs> Which none of those words are wrong. Yeah, right. never would have understood. Know. That's, anim- that's anatomically correct. Yeah, yeah, Sopranos was awesome. It's fantastic. I hated the ending. Um, great show. The first love, season of love Sopranos. The best. I need to. The second season of Wire is terrible. You're speaking my language, Beavis and Butthead, John. I, I laugh hysterically with Beavis and Butthead. It is the dumbest check your brain at the at the door show, oh but God. it is freaking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, okay. It's it's my fun. favorite part is as ridiculous as Beavis and Butthead is, it got a spinoff. That's what Daria came from. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. King of the Hill, isn't it? It got a spinoff, two movies, and a reboot. Yeah. That is wild. Beavis and Butthead do the universe. <laughs> do, do America. and <laughs> Okay, go yeah. on Paramount Plus and watch Do the Universe. Okay, I got to say that. It's the most ridiculous thing you'll ever see. Oh, my God. And uh, the Red Wings just picked Axel Sandin Polika, defenseman from Sweden. With the NHL draft or not? Yeah. I'm not going to know who no. any of these people are. I'm going to be like, okay, I assume that's a good pick. My, yeah. Michael got my reference. South Park, yeah. Yeah, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I don't think I'd even known the floppy penis thing if it weren't for South Park. And then they pointed out you can't stop thinking about it. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> Thank you, South Park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was pretty fantastic. But anyway, LSU won the College World Series since yeah, we immediately got off the rails. But hey, it is the last week of June. It's going to be okay. We got three yeah. weeks until SEC Media Day, so expect us to be off the rails pretty early for the next month. Our comments were off the rails before we even clicked live. Yeah, yeah. there's some freaking the machines in my comments. Some yeah. kind of Russian mafia. Well, you insulted Alabama. Yeah, seriously. What did you expect? Yeah, we're gonna you talk about trash this, or but... something's. How sensitive are Alabama fans that you just questioning their team? Hey. I'm not sensitive. <laughs> Jake, you you must speak for your brethren. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, like, like, okay, let's just go. We'll just go on this topic then. Steve is correct. Father time is undefeated and has mm-hmm. been and always will be. I guess the question really is when will Father Time catch up to Saban? And honestly, my uh, at this stage right now, it hasn't at this point because he's still recruiting well. He still seems like he's got his right mindset. But will it be another two years, three years from now? Who knows? And and when is Saban going to hang it up? Only Saban knows, honestly. How old is he now? Like, uh, 71? 70, yeah, 71, I think. Well, um, Bobby Bowden, it all seemed like it was okay with Bobby Bowden. And all of a sudden, it just went off, and it was it looked like he was recruiting well. Everything was going fine. And then just all of a sudden, it was like a switch flipped, and it didn't work. And and that's probably what's going to happen at Alabama. It's not a shot at Alabama. That's just the way this works. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The Saban, I think, is delayed. It a just lot of it works until it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. He's been really yeah. good at hiring coordinators and keeping his system like advanced. I don't know. It, it's Saban might be a cyborg though. Yeah, I just Possibly. haven't seen him slow down at all yet. Mike. Michael has a really good question we need to get into in just a second. Um, that's the whole NIL thing with the NCAA putting out the memo saying, hey, you guys have to follow what I'm saying over state laws. Mm-hmm. And the NCAA is right. I'm not a fan of the NCAA. They're absolutely right. The NCAA is a voluntary organization. You choose, you agree to follow their rules and their punishments and their guidelines in order to be in it. If you challenge that, you're risking the death of your university athletic program and death to the NAIA, unless you can convince 30 other teams to join a system with you. This is not a situation you can win. Right. NCAA also bans marijuana. It's legal in California, though. But athletes in California can't do it. 
because it's a voluntary organization and you can't tell them as the government how to run their private business. In the same way, a bakery can't be forced to make a cake. Just that whole argument, you can't force the NCAA to do something else just because you want it. The, it's the dangest thing, and it pisses me off a little bit, that people are always for things as long as it's going their way. As soon as it's not, they're not for it anymore. It doesn't matter what it is. And the NCAA, they're doing the same thing. They're absolutely right. But Texas and Texas A&M, they found a situation to where they want to spend more money and they want to do whatever they can do. So now they've realized it's in their best interest to basically flout the NCAA and just openly do it and try and come across it too big for their britches. And what's going to happen is the NCAA has to death penalty somebody or kick somebody out of the NCAA entirely. That is what is going to happen. That is the road we're going down. Mm -hmm. But will they do that? To, do they have the stones to do it to Texas? No, probably not. No, no I feel terrible for old Mr. Mississippi State. That's what I was going to say. I was wondering who they would do that Te to. Texas right. State That's Texas State is going to go to the NIL. Mm -hmm. I mean, NIL. They're going to go to the NAIA mm -hmm. to compete with Bethel and uh, Kentucky Wesleyan and Lindsey Wilson. Yeah, yeah it is. But that is what that is the game that they're playing right now, and they're and they're assuming that nobody is willing to take those steps to do it. And it, this it, this is a gamble that people are taking, where if they're wrong, it is the death of their athletic program. So what's the alternative? Could like the SEC and the Big Ten get together and just try and spin off or something like that? I mean, well, they they could. But more than likely, everybody's just going, the NCAA is going to get a little bit of control. Hmm. And because this is the dirty secret. Everybody talks about the SEC and the Big Ten going off and doing their own thing. Here's the secret. The SEC and the Big Ten don't want to do that. They want other people to have that. They want somebody else to be the bad guy. Yeah. And right now, the NCAA gets to be the bad man. They're the boogeyman. They're the monster underneath the bed and the one responsible for everything wrong with your program. If they take this on and they take on enforcement and NIL and all of that stuff, then all of a sudden that becomes them. And, and they don't want that. Man, I just wish there was some way to clean them up a little bit. I mean, I we still haven't heard anything about Tennessee sanctions, have we? I mean, it shouldn't take two, three, four years to investigate things. Because by the time they sanction Tennessee, all the people involved are gone. Yeah, long gone. All the players, mm -hmm. all the coaches, everyone. The staff, it doesn't matter. The just, it doesn't make sense. Those McDonald's bags are biodegraded, everything. Turned into soil. <laughs> the, the irony is right now, they can take as long as they want to over this NIL collective stuff because the people involved are going to be involved. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They're not going anywhere. This isn't coaches anymore. This is actual booster sanctions, and it, and Boosters a coordinated, and yeah, and and it, and it absolutely can take whatever it takes. Now the thing about it is, they have no subpoena power. They can't do anything. So what they need to do is basically be extremely loose with the rules. Honestly, if you get a team, somebody that's halfway innocent, treat them as guilty. And this will slowly start to die out because once people realize people are getting hit, they'll go back to under the table type stuff and stuff that we're pretty familiar with. Yeah. Yeah. There'll be, 
and then this is putting up some guardrails and and it probably needs to happen oh it absolutely needs to happen but the problem is they're going to have to make an example out of one of these pro like a&m right now i can't believe a&m's playing chicken right now because the ncaa needs a scalp and a real scalp to be relevant and a&m playing chicken with them USC. Mm -hmm. USC, yeah yeah even with usc but a&m said they literally came out after the memo said hey our state law is this and we're going to go by that basically said we're going to ignore this memo because july 1st which is this weekend mm -hmm. texas a&m has it set up to where you can start donating to nil and getting like priority parts and all of this stuff that those memos said that you couldn't do a&m is going to do it that's the reason ross Bugort came out so a&m might be the test case for this moving forward just another feather in there let's let's make their own spinoff reality show mm -hmm. for for Texas A&M because it's this is going to get interesting, yeah. Hmm. But yeah, yeah, I mean, good good for the NCAA, I guess. I mean, they, they they've been drugged through the mud, they've been toothless, they've been whatever, rightfully now, so, and and rightfully so. They've they've earned that, but they have a mm -hmm. chance to earn back some some trust where you can say, okay, and credibility, yeah, and some credibility of like, okay, the NCAA says this, that it's going to happen. Yeah, it's got to the point. People's afraid to be the, um, I don't know, the bad guy. I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, but it's at the point now where state laws can say, hey, it's legal to cheat in the NCAA and there's nothing they can do about it because that's essentially what Texas has done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they're saying, okay, what are you going to do about it, NCAA? And the answer is they're going to do something, I think, because if they don't, it's the end of the NCAA. And honestly, it's the end of about 95% of all college athletics programs and 99% of all sports. Think it'll be that bad, huh? Yeah, because if this turns into a truly thing where people just give up, all of a sudden the fans are going to quit going. All, um, FBS and SEC football is going to start looking like Division II football. And, you know, purists might like it, but it's not going to be what it was, and it's all because of greed. Yep. Mm -hmm. Greed greed usually kills just about everything, unfortunately. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree, John. <laughs> yeah, John, I, I think we all are trying to figure out why Texas Texas AM are in the are in the SEC. But you know what's crazy? Speaking of Texas A&M, Georgia will play at Texas in a conference game before they will play at Texas A&M. Well, that's a, is that's a tradition like unlike any other. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. What was dude. that? SEC shorts came out and um, had the videos. Like it is our tradition that Texas A&M does not play Georgia. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Vandy is still just like man, y'all just trying to kill us. <laughs> You're just trying well, to <laughs> Mississippi State. Right? Mississippi yeah. State's like, uh, this is not the real schedule, is it? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and Bama's like, Nick Saban's like, I that's just not a good uh I might talk to Sanky. I I'll be right back. I man, <laughs> if you want an, an exercise in low bars and fear, look at what Mississippi State did during this eight or nine game conversation. Mm. Good gosh. 
you're you're in a big boy league. Go go play in Conference USA or the Sun Belt if you want to play teams like that. If if you want to compete, compete. Go right. play in the go play in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And you you play when you play better opponents, you get you get better as a team. So I don't mm-hmm. understand why you know there's such an issue with this. Yeah, SEC yeah. baseball is the best in the country. Right. Everybody agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But all of those teams play in the SEC. Right. That doesn't help play. Doesn't hurt them in the playoffs. It doesn't hurt anything. Everybody recognizes that they're one of the best teams in um, the best the best leagues in college baseball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, softball will probably be there in a couple of years when or next year when Oklahoma moves over. So. And women's well, basketball's heading that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure about men's basketball yet, but women's basketball's heading that way. Hey, John, Mississippi State's non-con is always weak, but they had to apologize for um, scheduling Oklahoma State in one of those early season games down in Houston because they lost it, and they had to apologize to their fan base who promised he would never schedule that game again, and they actively campaigned for eight games because they didn't want another conference game because it would be hard. Oh, my gosh. Is that bad? Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> and, and people and people will Hilarious. literally argue with you with a straight face that they did the right thing. Oh god! Just Kirby, Kirby just took that. the stance of "Who cares, man? Just yeah. give me my schedule. Let's play." Yeah, and Who he cares? should. As, yeah. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, he's the best. He's got the best team right now in the country. So, yeah. One thing I couldn't figure out is somebody that was a proponent of nine game schedule forever. Alabama, after he saw the way that the SEC was going to do it, all of a sudden they're like, hey, let's play eight games. <laughs> it was like, what? Come on, Bama. Be Bama. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to stack it's a little it. different when you're talking about something and then actually faced with doing it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes yeah, the yeah, reality the whole is- time, The whole time he was campaigning for eight games in a season, he was like, hey, the SEC should play a 10-game conference schedule. It's like, no, shut up. <laughs> just 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 add like four games and let's go round robin yes well in his defense the sec has been good to L- or alabama's been good in so long now i guess you wouldn't want to change it you know things were going great why fix it alabama's like i mean it's good for us yeah they've been happy for over 10 years now Chauncey with the question says it wasn't smart for Ole Miss to schedule USC, especially since they have another Power Five game that year. But um, I think it's a great trip for the fans and USC coming to Oxford um, after an Ole Miss fans getting to go to the Coliseum. That'd be a pretty cool trip. It doesn't necessarily matter if they win, and that game's not going to hurt them either way. And don't be don't be weak. I could say something else here, but don't be weak. Schedule two P five games, okay? Everybody, you schedule two P5 games and then schedule whatever the hell you want to after that. My, my, uh, my schedule model that I would do is a nine-game SEC schedule, retain the Power 5 game, so that's 10 Power 5 games a year. You keep the FCS game on the schedule, and then you have one G5 game. That's fair. Yeah, I, would I think. like that too. I, I don't care. I mean, I'm just Especially all for a... I'm all for just let's freaking go, man. Let's let's play, let's play a bunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> uh, I don't know if Dead Soxy wants me to say it. Well, we already said penis tonight, so don't be a, don't be a puss. Penis, floppy penis, floppy didn't, penis. Didn't say it. He sung it. Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, it's even better. <laughs> even more pronounced. The best thing was a, it was Butter singing it. Yeah. That was the best oh, part. God. By uh, the way, do we know what Butter's dad's name is? Timmer! No, it's not Timmer. No. Butter's dad's name. No. The last name is Stotch. Oh, yeah. Butter's Butter? No, it's Butter. No. But what is his father's what is his father's name? I don't know. And why would I be asking why would I bring be bringing this up? Cuz we're already Mr. off the rails. <laughs> Mr. Butterscotch. Stephen Willis Stotch. Oh, yeah. nice. Huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, that's his name. So I've got him and I've got um Arnold and Willis from different strokes. All right. You talking about Willis? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So two two references for Steve. You talking about Willis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, John says um, Dead Soxy sponsors the Jordy Colada show, which is a barrage of f bombs all the time. So okay. Right, so yeah. that's our uh, that's our buffer. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna like, hey, Jason. Yeah, seriously, well, we're okay. We're we're not we're we're, we're still gonna keep it PG. Huh. Yeah, thirteen. <laughs> I was gonna say I had that. I had that thirteen in there. I'm not quite rated R yet. Yeah, yeah, and it, and um, we're not even truly off the rails at this point, although we're close. Mm. We're very close. So, Father Time, let's go. Let's get back on. Let's get back on mm. subject here. Before we yeah. do, we are presented by BetOnline.ag. If you want to bet on these NFL, on these NHL draft picks or any sort of MLB. And uh, I've got strict orders to not bet on the Tigers from Stephen Willis. But if you want to, if you want all the latest odds, props, live betting, a, a casino, as well. So any casino game you want to play, BetOnline has it all for you. All you got to do is go to BetOnline.ag on your mobile device or on your web browser. Type in BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, betonline.ag. It is where the game starts. So, are we... Uh, Kurt Herbstreit came on the... That's right. Hell yeah, John. Um, Kurt Herbstreit came on the Pat McAfee show and absolutely said he was going to put his money on Bama to win the national championship this year. I wonder if he's going to do it on betonline.ag. That's, that's another question. Probably not. But uh, hopefully he will. He's from Jake, Tennessee. It's probably FanDuel. Probably is FanDuel. Probably is FanDuel. So, hmm. so Jake, man, uh, with with Bama, Father Time, I just and, and then winning the national championship until until they have that quarterback situation figured out. It's a brand new system, brand new quarterback. Maybe Buckner ends up being the guy because he has familiarity with Tommy Reese's. Um, my hopes is that they figure out – I really like Jalen Milrow. I really think he has a lot of potential. I really think he has a great skill set. Um, I wish they would try to figure out how to use him, which I, I don't, I'm not sure that they do. Um, it's going to be kind of one of those, well, square peg, round hole, where Bama get out of here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of worried it's going to be that. But, again, you got to figure out the quarterback position. you got to figure out a target to throw to. You've got to figure out defensively 
what you're going to do, which I, I think they've got a pretty good handle on, on that. I think they're just going to go back to just be pummel you uh, with, with pressures and things. Uh, I think that's just the Kevin Steele way. But, man, it's – when's it going to ha- – like, what, what's what's your take on, on that? I mean, I, I know you're – you know, I know for, for your tie Talk Live, you guys are – you know, you guys are discussing and breaking down. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, I mean, honestly, this quarterback situation, that's the biggest issue. And, um, you know, both quarterbacks, I know um, Todd Sensen had his thumb hurt during the A-Day game. He had been able, I think he's got it healed now, and he's been out practicing. But Jalen Milrose has been with the wide receiver group. They went to Florida for a few weeks to practice down there, uh, got training, and they've been doing a lot of drills uh, in the offseason uh, together. So continuity, he's – He's got a head start on on uh, Ty Simpson, but you know, I, I still think both of them probably see the field at the first game of the year, and whoever I guess seizes the moment there, because I mean, week week two, you've got to have a quarterback because you got Texas rolling in, so you've yeah. got to have that have that situ- that have that situation figured out in that very first game against Middle Tennessee State. So when you when you watch a Tommy Reese offense, I mean, you, you obviously you have to watch Notre Dame games, which I don't know about that. <laughs> that might be stick some hot pokers in your eyes, but no. In all seriousness, when you watch a Tommy Reese offense, like what what do you see? What do you and Stacy see as their identity, and what he's going to bring to Alabama? Uh, it's going to be a lot more running the ball this year uh, because, I mean, the stable running backs we got, we got five five or six deep that we can go with. So, you you and we got a really physical offensive line for the first time in a couple of years. So, all that, you can run the ball while you try to figure out the quarterback situation and find out who's going to be that lead target at wide receiver. Um, and I, I think Tommy Reese fits, is going to fit this – team well uh because he does a lot more check downs and, and a lot more options at the at the line uh seeing that bill o'brien we just got a play call and we just ran, ran with it rather didn't matter how the defense was set up now i know bryce young kind of saw it and then then checked and uh checked and went to a different play but with tommy reese they're gonna get set they're gonna have motion that's another big thing is a lot of motion in his offense so I'm excited to see that. Interesting. I'll be interested to kind of see what changes he makes coming from Notre Dame into the SEC at Alabama. Uh, just just figuring out how, you know, do you run fewer schemes with more window dressing? Do you do you focus on a few RPOs? Do you incorporate your quarterback in the run game? I don't know how good of a runner Buckner is, uh, and I definitely don't know how good of a runner Simpson is. I think Simpson's good enough to be dangerous, but – we all know what kind of runner Milrow is. So, right. you know, I, I think that's got to be incorporated. I think you've got to have something for that. Maybe maybe you go two quarterbacks. Maybe you have a package for Milrow. I, I don't know how creative he's willing to get with this whole situation. Yeah, remains to be seen. Now, was it Jace McClellan? I, I'm expecting him to have a decent year with the backup being one of the five stars. Mm-hmm. Um, but – you can't count on those five-star running backs straight at the beginning. You can't count on the quarterback straight at the beginning. The wide receiver group, while talented, is Alabama wide receiver groups. 
I, I don't know if I could name one position player on the outside right now for Alabama. Tight end-wise, Tommy Reese, I do know that he knows how to get the best out of a tight end. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm expecting Buckner to get plenty of run, but I think best-case scenario for Alabama moving forward this year and beyond is that Ty Simpson figures it out. Yeah. And, and that's the goal. I and mean, if he does, Bama will be just fine. It won't matter who the receivers are. He'll make the receivers who they need to be if Ty Simpson, if Ty Simpson can be the guy or if Jalen Milrow can be the guy. I, I think both are uh, – they're equally talented in different ways, if that makes sense. Yeah, I agree 100%. So, yeah, it, I agree. I get a chance yeah, to it, prove it. It's mm-hmm. just a situation where Nick Saban right now, he is basically copying Kirby Smart because he realized that he did not need to change his offense in 2014 when he brought Lane Kiffin in. That his, the way he was doing it with A.J. McCarron could absolutely continue to work. Um, and now he's found himself – kind of in a trailing position because Georgia is what Alabama was Mm -hmm. and kind of Alabama is what LSU was and LSU is, you know, whatever the, you know, everybody's kind of moved down a little bit. So it will be interesting to see exactly what is done. I do expect Alabama to play murder ball. They're going to get back to that. And I do expect tight end usage. Like um, the kid from Maryland, what's his name? Uh, um, CJ Dupree. Yeah, CJ Dupree. Mm-hmm. They're going to use him. They're going to. Mm-hmm. You're going to see multiple tight ends on the field. You're going to see basically what Georgia ran last year. Mm-hmm. Twelve and thirteen doing, personnel. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> going to be doing that. God, thirteen um, personnel with uh, Brock Bowers, Darnell Washington, and Oscar Delp was just not fair. Um, now, which one of the freshman running backs do you think Jake is going to be the one to make an end? You know, improvement. Who's going to be with Jace McClellan? Is it going to be Justice? Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Kids, the the other the other one, Justice. Just, uh, yeah. I, yeah, I was going to say Justice. Yeah, mm. the the other one. His name escapes me at the moment, but um, he uh, he just got on got on uh, on side at, at college uh, just a few weeks ago, so maybe a month or two ago. So he didn't get to play in the A day. Justice did, and he showed up, showed out. So I think he's got a head start. Um, I think it's young. Yeah. Justice is a dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's a dude. He, he can't, and he comes from Buford High School, where Dylan Riola is enrolling next this mm-hmm. this upcoming season. So yeah, that'll be fun. Be fun to watch. Yeah, Ole Miss got a commitment down here um, with Andy Jaffe, who, who flipped from Wake Forest over, but he's from Clearwater. And he has a game like an hour away from my house. So um, in September, I'm going to go down and um, catch the game. And that that should be pretty cool because this is this player is a free safety that has run a 10 7 100 meter dash. Good night. I, I hear that's pretty fast. Yeah, that's, that's moving pretty good. And Stacy makes a good point. The biggest difference you would see between Reese and O'Brien is Reese does a better job finding mixed matches. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, my point on O'Brien, Steve, before you for you uh, landed this comment here, my biggest thing with O'Brien is just. He's an NFL guy, and right. the NFL is a totally, totally different way of life, and and how you how you run offenses and how you like he is a New England Patriots concept based, like he's gonna fit in whoever he can into the concept whether whether he has Danny Amendola whether he has five eight white guys across the board 
um, at receiver or he has, you know, dynamic, you know, dynamic mm-hmm. guys. It, it's it's a total like you're gonna see you're gonna see Bill Bryan get his O back in uh, in New England. It's gonna you're gonna go. That's not the same person. I, I think um, Stacy is right, and he's also wrong because Bill Bryan is is well, better. He's right, crea- but it's also apples cre- and oranges. He's cr- better at creating mismatches because that's exactly everything that his offense is. I think Tommy Reese is going to be better at playing old-time football to where it's the difference between um, modern NBA offense to where you just pick and roll and just play short man games or short games versus the old school days with Dean Smith and Bobby Knight running the motion offense. Tommy Reese does stuff like that. His stuff is more full scheme, 11 on 11 based. As a modern to NBA is fine. Ja- Steph Curry and let him jack one up. Yeah. That's and instead of J- Jamison Williams is on um, a safety right here. We're going to figure out a way to make that happen. That's the way Bill Bryan put it together. Tommy Reese is going to say, "Hey, we're putting three tight ends on the field. You don't have enough players that can cover all of them." Can you imagine if Bill Bryan had Slade Bolden, what he'd be able to do? <laughs> That'd be his Julian Edelman. Well, I, I was going to say Wes about. Walker. About Bill Bryan uh, going back to New England. New England's offense will automatically be better because they had a defense coordinator to call an offensive plays last year. So, I mean. Matt Patricia, really? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're going <laughs> to. Come on. He's like, come on. You're going to gain mean, three wins just on that. But, I mean, you're going to see a remarkable difference. Like, well, you're going to be like, Whoa. You're the Brooklyn. New England Patriots. How do you not have some offensive-minded coach that wants to come coach under Bill Belichick? I just do not understand that. That was by design. Well, mm. yeah. Had to be. Like Had to be. It had to be on it's purpose. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, Bill, and then uh, Bill Belichick's like, wait a second, that sucked. I'm not going to – okay, this – whatever pettiness I'm doing right now, I'm, I'm just, mm-hmm. just going to stop because that sucked last year. Yeah. It was, yeah. It was terrible. And you got fans that are saying it was Mac Jones' fault. No, it wasn't. No. No, Mac. You could see Mac Jones. Like, Mac Jones was about ready to throw his helmet through Matt Patricia's head. Yeah. It definitely wasn't Mac Jones. Yeah, it definitely wasn't Mac Jones. Like, you you would watch a Patriots game and go, what the hell are they doing out there? Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I've got the uh, soccer U.S. game pregame show on right now, oh. getting ready for their game with St. Kitts, and Landon Donovan's on there, and that dude is fighting to keep the hair on the top <laughs> of his head more than anybody else. He's like his forehead goes back to there. Oh, my gosh. He's in a, yeah. he's in a world of hurt. Yeah, he's like, he's got to give up. Just just yeah. go just go, go bald. Go Michael just, Stipe, and let's just, yeah. yeah. Either mm. that or wear a hat. Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe. You, you dropped the Michael Stipe on him. That's yeah. wow. That's we got impressive. some roll tide rolls popping into the comments at the moment. RTR. Hmm. Like I said, Alabama fans are angry with me, but the way I named the title and I was the one that named the title. Um, nobody else did it. Um, but y'all do not hate me half as much as your brothers from West Georgia does. Uh, ain't, ain't no brothers from West Georgia. No. <laughs> the Tiggers. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Corey's brother. Corey's By the brothers. way, 247 I mean, put out like a top 10 list of coaches. Did y'all see this? No. 
No. And they put Hugh Freeze on the list. And it's like, why? Ah. How? Of course they did. How? How is Hugh got, Freeze on that list? He's got two wins they, against Alabama. That's they, it. They think, I mean, schematically he's fairly solid, but he's going to do this with Peyton Thorne, who, who, right. wasn't, who couldn't cut it at Michigan State. And they're going to try to do it with uh, Robbie Ashford, who is obviously proven that he has not grasped the position of quarterback at the college level yet. Mm-hmm. Little Bird told me that Hugh Freeze and um, Robbie Ashford are not, are not best friends. Yeah. That's even, I mean, and, and mm-hmm. it goes to even to that, like, okay, mm-hmm. that's another strike in, in that quarterback situation over there. So it's like, what, what do we, what do we think they're going to accomplish? They have no depth. They have a new, they have a new way of life. They have a, Sparty cast off, like it's going to be a rough go, yeah, but then again, you're going to watch them at some point in October and go, Wait a minute, they're supposed to suck. Well, they're going to flash and they're going to jump yeah. like the the game that they're not going to suck on. And I tell everybody, if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're, you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're going to play the game of their life that night, just expect Alabama. Yep. It's, they will against Georgia gonna, too because they haven't beaten Georgia in a while, and Georgia's defending yeah. two time national champions, so they're going to try yeah. to knock them off. The game's at Jordan Hare, Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, it's going to be at 7 o'clock at night. It's going to be dark. It's going to be zoo-like. Mm-hmm. And um, it it people have already told me Hugh Freeze is making that their Super Bowl. <laughs> of course he is. Because of what happened whenever you left Ole Miss. Well, don't call well, hookers on your university phone, and yeah, you probably seriously. would still be employed there. Yeah, do you think him and Mike Price like ever have lunch? Oh, that'd be a great combo together. Mm-hmm. Oh, freezes. Mm-hmm. Was he that just... Destiny? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Destiny. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and then and then he goes of all places. He follows the Baylor president, AD, or whoever it was. To, li- if, to Liberty. Good. To God. Liberty. Good Lord. Like, and then he he doubles down and like starts defending his AD when his AD was starting to get himself in hot water by DMing. Uh, sexual abuse, sexual assault uh, victims. Yeah. Like, what are you it's, doing? It's, it's a it's a mess. Just like put Twitter down. That's what got him in trouble at Ole Miss. If he wouldn't have sent that tweet, that infamous tweet at Ole Miss, that says if you have unless you have any proof about NCAA violations or if you have it, email compliance at OleMiss.edu. If not, quit slandering these players and their families or something like that. If he would not have sent that tweet, Ole Miss wouldn't have gone on probation. Hugh Freeze would probably still be at Ole Miss. Uh, but he, he just needs to be banned from Twitter for the rest of his days. I mean, it's pretty ironic that that Auburn hires him after what they try to do with their previous coach. I mean, it's just the <laughs> irony there is so crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, honestly, with what they have at quarterback, they'd have been better off just keeping Gus. Like, right. Rob, Ashford, is a, that. Ashford is a perfect Gus quarterback. I have said that since they fired him. Like, you hired you. I mean, there's Nebraska all over again. You fired a coach to win nine games uh, and, and Georgia when they did Mark Ritt, but uh, Georgia had Kirby in the. You know, yeah, whatever. that was That's a different. Kirby. Mark Rick, need, like, it was time for. You could see in Mark Rick's face in that 15 season that he was just. He was cooked, man. He he was done. 
Yeah. He was burnt out, man. And it was just getting stale. It just, it, that one needed to happen. I love Coach Rick. I worked for Coach Rick. But that one just, that, that's just one of those things that, like, after 15 years, it was, it was just time. Mm-hmm. And and he's got part. He was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease uh, right. a year or two ago. Like he, like his health was slipping. I mean, it was it was not a good situation. So that one should have happened. Yeah, I mean, I I get where you're going with that. Like he he was a perennial ten win coach and uh, got Georgia back on the map after the golf and Donnan years. But I mean, he did, he took him took him as far as he could, and Georgia fans love Rick. Or at least Chauncey, the real ones. Chaun- Chauncey's got got a great point there. I mean, that is a tough four week schedule for Auburn. Texas A and M and LSU? No, it's not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All, all, no, I, all I can say is if Ole Miss ends up curb stomping Auburn, <laughs> tune into my show. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't. There, wait. There's there there's going to be some payback that week. Mm-hmm. And if Auburn wins, the show's canceled. Mm. <laughs> Steve, I'm done. Yeah. If Auburn wins, Steve, uh, open your comments. I'm still The same people. The, I'm telling you, I was getting DMs sent to me of recordings of podcasts I did like three weeks ago talking about Lane Kiffin not going anywhere. It was the most bizarre stuff ever. I'm going to say this real slow so Mississippi State people can understand it. You guys are lightweights compared to them. <laughs> Step mm. up your hate game. Come on, people. yeah, yeah. If you want to, if you want to try and bully somebody online, you need to go over there and take some classes <laughs> because that two weeks for me was uncomfortable. I'm sure, mm. but yeah. I, I, I do think um, Auburn's going to end up six and six probably this year. By the way, I, I know what I wanted to say earlier. Um, y'all were talking about Gus Malzahn, and then it went to Brian Harson, and everybody's talking like Brian Harson can't coach or it's a problem with that. He was a terrible fit. The, the reality of it is, though, Gus Malzahn is like um, putting ethanol in your car. It's not easy to get off of it. There was offensive line problems, the way the system was run. Mm-hmm. The personnel fits for what Gus does does not necessarily fit what other people do. Right. And which is why you, which is why the Harson hire was even more baffling. Like you've got to go find somebody that's similar. Yeah, but the problem with it is there's there's no. I don't think they understand. Mister Yellowwood does not get that. No, um, that's why they're in the and, position they're in. Yeah, and the, yeah, and and that's the reason they're probably mm. going to go five and seven, six and six this year, and they're going to be battling with Mississippi State probably for the bottom of the SEC West. They're in the situation and, they're in because of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know, they whenever Gus took Cam to the national championship before the the RPO rules and things like that was changed and allowed um, that Auburn team to be great, and then Nick Marshall was able to do it. There was a five-year period to where that offense was the, the cock of the walk. And then all of a sudden the rules changed and that offense you know, kind of regressed to the mean. And it wasn't that Gus forgot to coach. It's just right. the rules changed that you couldn't get away with what you did. Right. Rules changed, yeah. defenses figured yeah. it out, and he just yeah. wasn't he was he was slow on evolving. Yeah. Like that this that's that's what happened. He was slow in a, in his evolution with his offense. He's doing okay at, at UCF. I think well, he he has the perfect quarterback to run his system. Yeah. The absolute perfect quarterback. 
Other other than um, getting Nick Marshall, the perfect quarterback. <laughs> Plumley. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. And and he'll continue to. I think he'll continue to recruit those types, and he'll he'll kill it down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good coach. I mean, Harson's a good coach. Harson was just, that was just a terrible fit, terrible situation for Harson. Like he's a West Coast like Harson, and this is way beyond any level that I'll probably ever reach. But he's a great G five coach. Like he was great. He was a great Mountain West coach at, at Boise. He did a phenom- He did a great job out there. Brian Harson could get the Arizona job tomorrow and have yes, him in a bowl game. Absolutely, he could, and 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 he would. Yeah. That would be a great hire. He was a terrible hire for Auburn. Doesn't mean he'd be terrible for somebody like Arizona, uh, Colorado State, even Arizona State or Cal uh, when they decide to move on from Wilcox. Um, but they got rid of Malzahn after. I'm not Malzahn, but uh, Harson after one year. I mean, you got to give him a chance. You got to give di- him a chance to get in there. That was a disaster. It was never going to yeah. get better, dude. It was a disaster. You don't know that. You don't know that. I, dude. <laughs> I'm not. I'm it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to get better because the people in charge didn't want it to get better. Right. Exactly. It's all about it, like the You, you could see it. It was not yeah. going to get yeah. better for him. It, it was just. And, a, it was, but, that, but that wasn't because of him. That no. was because they decided they were going to try and force him out of town. Mm-hmm. And they tried that stupid coup thing mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the offseason. Uh, yeah, that was, do- it, it that was, was doomed yeah. early. And this is the same people that um, tried to hire Bobby Petrino with Tommy Tuberville as their coach. Had the point, you know, flew up to Louisville to get him. That didn't work. There's, they're just weird coup-type stuff that they do hey. about every 10 to 15 years. <laughs> hey, Steve, flash Justin's comment up there. I want to I I respond to it, and then I'll get back on Harson. Uh, Justin, if you when this is not live anymore, rewind. I gave Milro a lot of credit. I love Milro. Mm-hmm. I'm a big Milro fan. I think he can do a lot. I just think he needs to be given a chance. And I, I think him and I think if Reese can figure him out, he will be he'll be hell on wheels. Yeah, I was the one that was, um, I guess, anti Milro, and it wasn't even anti Milro. I'm just pro Ty Simpson. You're anti anybody, Steve. <laughs> but like Milro could go to like Arkansas and and take over for KJ Jefferson and be a great fit there. Yeah, that'd be that'd actually be a good fit. That'd be KJ. Yeah. I, I'm I'm telling you, I I think um, Arkansas people are doing a little bit of fool's gold right now because Dan um, Kendall Browse to Dan Enos. That that that's a thing. Oh boy! Um, I, I don't. Yeah, I saw what he did at Miami. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that, that that's a that's a thing we need to pay attention to. I mm-hmm. get that he was one of Burt's mm-hmm. boys, but mm. yeah, maybe he should go be Burt's boys up in Illinois mm. with Burt. Like that's that's <laughs> that's a total. I I don't like that yeah. one bit. <laughs> yeah, you lose Kendall Bryles and you and you replace him with Dan Enos. I mean, I'm sure Dan Enos is – I'm sure he can coach, but I I just don't like that for, for Arkansas. We got a – Chelsea's got a question for us. Ooh. That's a good Top one. Top five SEC quarterbacks this year. Okay, AJ Swan number one. All right. In no particular <laughs> order. Hey, I do love AJ Swan. <laughs> no no particular order. Uh, Graham Mertz. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, 
<laughs> no, uh, Devin Leary. Know. Yeah, Devin Leary. Devin Leary, KJ. Uh, I, I think despite Danny Nose, I think KJ Jefferson is still, still going to produce. Mm. Jaden uh, Daniels. Jaden Daniels, Jackson Dart, and um, AJ Swan. Yeah, I love AJ Swan. Love AJ Swan. Numbers wise, I think those are going to be your top five guys. I, th- I, th- I think he's going to be an excellent quarterback at Alabama next year. AJ's one mm-hmm. <laughs> after he gets his degree. Yeah, that'd be smart. Would be very By smart. the way, mm-hmm. this is something that I cannot forget, and I don't understand. I wish somebody would tell me and clue me in of what's going on. Okay. Okay, I'm here to do that for you. Why don't borderline like? Guys that might make it a cup of coffee in the NFL, but not they know there's no long-term chance, but really good college football players. I'm talking people like Johnny Manziel, that group, that type. Why don't they transfer to Vanderbilt for the diploma? Mm. Uh, because Vanderbilt has to take them. Well, if, if this was the plan, it feels like you would be able to do that. I the, think most of them still you, just... You would think so, but like Vanderbilt's pretty stingy as a university, as far as letting people in. Like, there's a and whole people, side, there's a whole other side of this coin that you're not thinking about here. Yeah, and a lot of people like, aren't realistic like, about the NFL. They they really believe they're going to make it if they work hard enough. And going to Vanderbilt, you're going to lose. So, I mean, you can make it to the NFL from Vanderbilt. You play in the you, you play the can. best conference in the league in the country. You can, yeah, but they're going to go to where they can. think their their talents are going to be best suited. They're not looking at the school and how good it is. They're looking at what's going to help them the most in the future. They think to get in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, most of them are going to make it, but you can't help. You money. just really you just go somewhere that trying. you just go somewhere that has the letters SEC, and you'll be fine. I think that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and Vanderbilt saved my life. That's where this is coming from. You yeah. know, well, it, yeah. it, I, I always have a soft spot for Vanderbilt. Um, and I just want to, like I said, I love AJ. Whatever it is about Vandy quarterbacks, Ken Seals. Well, I was the president of the Ken Seals fan club for a year. And now AJ Swan is like, hey, Clark Lee has it kind of going on. And Barton is like, whoa, dude, we need a running back. And he, it's, yeah. I like Clark Lee. Don't, don't, don't hear that. <laughs> um, yeah. so, so John I, I says. I am a coaching robot. <laughs> I have to show emotion now. <laughs> yeah, he showed a little more in year two than he did. He did talk cool. about being a dominant program in college football. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, before it goes away, freaking amazing. Uh, Nussmeier is is in the top five SEC quarterbacks. I is he quarterback? No. Is he going to be QB one for LSU? Even no, 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 Jay no, Daniels. No. And by the way, everybody's talking about – there was a tweet on there. um, I think it was PFF or maybe the SEC talking about does LSU have the top quarterback room in the SEC. And other than Daniels and Nussmeyer, I don't know who the third one is. Ole Miss is four deep. Ole Miss has to use the team meeting room for their quarterback meeting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As far as quarterback rooms, you might have a guy that's the front-end guy. Jaden Daniels might be better than Jackson Dart. But your third and fourth guy is nowhere near um, Walker Howard and um, Austin Simmons. I, I would venture. I would put Georgia on that list with you yeah. know. I, oh I mean, yeah. Honestly, um, whenever they ask the top five quarterbacks, I would put Carson Beck on that list. Probably whoever wins that job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah maybe. 
maybe. Yeah. I don't know if statistically he's going to outperform those other guys, but I think Carson Beck's right there, number six, though. He's right there on the edge. I don't know that he's yeah. going to, like I, – I just – Georgia's going to be a very weird team this year where they're going to – you're, you're going to see probably a lot of domination, but, like, the stats aren't going to match up for some reason. It's going to be one of those odd years where you're like, okay, these – like, they shouldn't be – but the stats are in the – we're going to run the ball a lot. Too. If a grandpa awesome. could put up the numbers someone did last year, I feel like a kid would do a good job. You mean the dude that just signed a four-year NFL contract? <laughs> yeah, with, yeah, the, with the Los Angeles Rams, who might be quarterback one in L.A. after like week three when Stafford just uh, realizes that maybe he shouldn't have came back because he's not healthy at all? Uh, I won't be betting on that team if he's quarterback number one. John, John asked if I've seen Walker Howard throw. Yes, in the spring game, he absolutely balled out. He, he looked like Eli out there. To the point where people are calling for Walker Howard to be the main guy now. Mm. Jeb, don't bet against Stetson now. We we've all learned our lesson there. <laughs> Stetquavius, he's got his fade tight. He, where he's good, good to go. Yeah. He's going to make a good coach somewhere. Good my favorite, one of my favorite <laughs> yes. stats is um, the person that runs the Super salesman. Bowl that won the Super Bowl and has played in the NFL for like four years is younger than Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's, it's absolutely my favorite hilarious. stat. It's my favorite it is, stat. It is absolutely hilarious. Uh, he's older than half of the league. Mm-hmm. He's a rookie. St- Stetson Bennett being older than Patrick Mahomes or Jalen Hurts. Oh my goodness. Uh, and um, um, oh Lamar, he's he's younger, uh, older than Lamar too. Oh, Lamar the, in the league. Like By the way, our um, super media um, scouts are out just, and about. Did you, and, did you just give us spirit fingers? Yeah, I got jazz hands. <laughs> um, media scouts have came out and um, everybody, J- Joe Milton is obviously the best quarterback since Anthony Richardson because of the Manning, Manning Passing Academy through the ball 75 yards. That's true. In short term t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Well, I really research. have to try that hard. Did somebody really catch it? <laughs> Not the first time, but was, the second it was time, a, yes. It was, a, it was a screen pass. I love the whole thing. Oh. Whenever, oh. It's like, Anthony Richard hit the ceiling. Yeah, it was supposed to be a screen pass. Right, yeah. <laughs> was there a receiver up there? No. Well, that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was legit. That, checks out. That checks out. <laughs> uh, Joe oh. Yeah. Joe. I think- no, he, he did hit one where they actually showed the guy catching it. That was, that was a pretty amazing throw, but we well, know he was- could do that. Nobody was well, worried about that. Will Levis needs to work on just hitting the passing net. Yeah. If it, that, yeah. That's the first step for him. Before we can worry about NFL defenses, he needs like least stationary throwing with movement drills. Let's not go there. At least he's jacked. <laughs> uh, you know what's gonna? You you know what I'm rooting for? I I have never been a uh, more of a Malik Willis fan than I am now. Who's having a great offseason? From what I've heard, this is though. awesome. Yeah. I mean, it be sucks because like. The Titans could have gotten somebody better in the second round there, but yeah, absolutely. As a uh, secondary Titans fan, George Scott's asked if there was any Bama quarterbacks at the Passing Academy at the Manning Passing Academy. Is that true? Jay? No, there, was, there wasn't any. Nothing that I'm aware of. Were they campers? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no. yeah J- Jackson Dart tweaked his mm-hmm. knee like two or three days, so he wasn't able to go down there. Mm-hmm. But um. John Rice Plumley and Luke Altmyer was there, so we almost mm-hmm. had three quarterbacks there. Right. Yeah. Where Where is Luke Altmyer nowadays? <laughs> Illinois. He's playing for Burt. Oh, nice. That's a good pick. That's a good. That's a that's good, good pickup for Birdie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, he might actually win the division this year. Got to go through mighty Iowa Hawkeyes. You think the Big Ten's like, no, we got to get rid of divisions. There's no way Iowa's going to be going out to USC every year. Yeah. Uh, I was good they on have defense. To. Their offense is garbage. You want to, so <laughs> what? I don't know if we're even going to uh, revive this show, uh, Illegal Motion. I don't know if we're going to still do that one. But one of the guys I host with is an Iowa Iowa fan. He 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 lives in Iowa City. Um, no, his family lives in Iowa City. He lives in Chicago now, but uh, he's a uh, he's an Iowa Iowa fan. And just hearing him go on and on and on about Kirk and Brian Ferentz is freaking hilarious. You you no. thought you you thought you were hard on uh, Bill Bryan, and you thought you gave Bill Bryan tons of hell. Doesn't doesn't even doesn't even compare pales in comparison to the hell he gave Brian Ferentz. Hmm. All right, Corey, it's 10 o'clock. Get us out of here, buddy. The old grunt and punt. Okay, so <laughs> their punter is an All-American. That's, that's, that's sad. So we are SEC after dark. We thank you, for, thank you for watching. Exactly. Welcome back, John. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Welcome back, John, our mm-hmm. associate associate producer. Um, for uh, Stephen Willis, Jeb Beach, and Jake Thomas, I'm Corey Burton. We are SEC after dark. If you like what you heard, and you want to stick around, subscribe, hit that bell notification to get alerts for all future episodes and alerts for when we produce our shorts, which we're producing rapidly and often. So uh, subscribe to our channel. Find us on social media, Stephen Willis, uh, the Stephen Willis, and then at Lockdown Ole Miss as well, uh, at Jake Thomas TTS, and then uh, at Tide Talk Live, you can find him and his uh, and his co-host uh, Stacy Blackwood, who was just in our chat. Uh, Jeb, if you lost the plot, one of these days he's going to do an episode. Oh, we, we we changed the name of that. Um, it's called we're going with Worth a Watch. Worth a Watch. Okay. Worth a Watch. Worth okay. A, so Worth a Watch. News. Worth a, so, worth a Watch. When right. we get to when when he presents it. <coughs> okay. Still working. Um, <laughs> so, so stay tuned screen test today yeah hell yeah so yeah, stay yeah. tuned for that friday uh episode two of the 1923 rewatch and reaction so don't don't miss that so hit us up find us uh if we get to 500 subscriptions i will start doing if i get believe in georgia dogs uh up to 500 subscribers i will start doing shorts in voices Ooh. with impersonations so that's a, that's a treat. Subscribe to Believe in Georgia Dogs. Yeah. So be a friend, tell a friend. I've got. I'm only like, like hundred. I think I'm only hundred and thirty away. So let's do it. But we are we are SEC After Dark presented by Dead Soxy and BetOnline.ag. Until Friday, we'll see you back here, better than ever. And as always, you know the drill. Go dogs. Hotty toddy. Go Vols. Roll tide and go Braves. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.